New year, new you. We've all heard it, right? This year is going to be my year. As soon as January 1st hits, I'm changing everything. You are listening to the Elevate, Empower, Evolve podcast with your hosts, Marty Penrod and Dr. Rekha Merzinski, where our primary goal is to give women the tools and confidence to be better advocates for their own health. As a reminder, this information is not medical advice, so please consult your doctor before making any health changes. All right, 2021 is not just another quote-unquote new year. Today, Marty and I are going to talk about simple long-term changes we can make to create a better life. Basically, to reach our goals, we need to create long-term sustainable habit changes, not short-term fixes. I think every new year, everybody looks around and they see everybody else's goals, you know. Like, oh, Susie has a goal to lose weight and John has a goal to eat healthier. So we feel that pressure to almost make those our goals as well because it's just what we feel like we should do. Rather so, than making the goal because you want to make it for a reason. Yeah, and that's why we can't hold on to a goal is because if you don't truly want that goal, it's not your goal. And yeah, it might seem great to look on these sites of what everybody else is doing or looking at your Instagram of whatever goals everybody else is making, but if it's not true to you, it's not going to be sustainable for you. And so I think when you're you know, planning out your goals or writing your goals down for the year, it's super important to make sure that you are staying true to who you are and what's going to be sustainable and something that's going to make you happy. A goal that's when you reach it, it's going to make you feel proud, not an empty feeling of, well, that was somebody else's goal. That's the exact reason that's going to hold you accountable. Exactly. The why behind your goals. I want to drink more water every day and I'm going to do this because X, Y, and Z. And if that's your goal, you're not going to do it because of my reasons. No, I'm terrible about water. I'm not doing that. (laughs) No water for me. As I sip my wine. (laughs) Water to wear. My skin shriveling up. Exactly. I look like a (laughs) lizard and it's fine. (laughs) Making sure that you really have a why behind your goals. And when you write those goals down, you write the why behind them. Why do I want to lose 10 pounds? I want to lose 10 pounds because when I lose those 10 pounds... Your knees will stop hurting. My knees will stop hurting. Or I'm going to feel more confident in my clothes. Or I just bought that $100 pair of jeans and I, I don't fit into them. And when you put those jeans on, can you, like, envision when you put those jeans on and they fit? And then you just feel like your best That's amazing. But if you lose 10 pounds for somebody else, what what do you have to look forward to? Okay, I did it. Woohoo. There's no euphoric feeling after that. Or uh, what's the point of life if you're doing something for somebody else every single day? Exactly. Living in our world today, it's always looking at other people's lives in the glamorous lives of everybody else because we're not posting our struggles. I'm not posting the struggle that happened before I got to that goal. So make your goals for yourself. Find that reason behind why you're doing it because that will just make your accountability even better. It'll make your goal worth more when you finally do achieve it. It'll make the end result so, so much better. Mm -hmm. We want you to get out a pen and paper, and if you have to pause this podcast and do what we're about to tell you. Do it. Then do it. But how do you set new goals for the year? And how do you make this year different than all the 20 years past that you had goals in your head and those were gone by the 
February 1st. Oh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm eating chocolate. <laughs> I'm alone. I'm single. I'm single. <laughs> I need wine and chocolate. There wine goes my goals. Goals are gone. Plus, you gained five pounds. Right. So those jeans you're, aren't fit. Then you're really inflamed. <laughs> really inflamed. Everything hurts. You need to just cry harder. Mm. No. But we really want you to focus on writing down your goals. A goal in your mind is abstract. And once you write it down, then it's concrete. It's going to happen. I know that in years past... I never wanted to write down my goals because I was afraid of not reaching them. Well, when you don't write them down, then you aren't accountable for them. Well, you give yourself an easy out. Well, I never wrote that down. Write it down somewhere you can look at it. Write it down on... Make a vision board. We made vision boards last year. Yeah, we did. And that was helpful. I mean, 2020 kind of threw threw like a little curveball at us, but we still had a great year. It's about outlook. Yeah, but you know how many things I had on there was just live a happy life? I lived a very happy life. We live our best lives every day. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's a, I made that a joke, but we No, really every do. time we're together, we go, this is the best day ever. The most perfect day. <laughs> we were even taking pictures for the Instagram for this podcast, and it was so fun. It, it just was, happened to be my birthday weekend, but... Well, besides the fact that I froze my hands off... Oh, my hands are At the Continental feet. Divide. For you guys. For some content. For some... <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca almost slid down the hill. Oh, don't wear Uggs on the Continental Divide Hill. No, don't. Also, people were skiing up there, which was weird. I'm like, you are going to fall off the mountain and die. But I'm not a huge skier, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, back to anyway, the goals. Why focus. you need to write them down. Okay. Why you need to write your goals down is because, number one, like we already said, it holds you accountable. I was saying earlier is when you're going from point A to point B, think of it like you're driving. I don't care if it's. From I'm going to Colorado to Montana, I'm going home. But I don't know how to get home. I just know the address of home. So I know that it's 225 South Street, whatever it might be. Yes, I have that address, but the I need... address being the goal in this yes, analogy. Yes, address being the goal. Um, when you don't have a plan of how to get there, it's going to take you a really long time to get there because you have no idea how you're, what the, even the first step is. What's my first turn? I have no idea. So if you don't make sure that you have a plan written out, a roadmap per se, to get to your destination, then it's really hard to get there and it's going to take you a really long time. So when you're writing down those goals, so it's not just, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. It's how are you going to lose 10 pounds? Life happens. So you might take two steps forward, one step back. And same thing when you're driving. All right, so I might be driving to Montana and they close the passes in Wyoming. So I can't go that route to home. I have to think of a different route. But that happens. Life throws you curveballs. That doesn't mean you stop moving towards that goal. You're still going to get to that goal. It might take you a little longer. You might have to take a few different turns. But that does not mean that that goal is lost forever. I'm still going to get to Montana or reroute. So you might have to pivot. Okay, well, that's not going to work. I might have to go this direction. In some cases, it might even get you there faster. If you're thinking about... You just never know. Yeah. Look on the bright side. Exactly. And I think also when you're writing down those goals, maybe this was a goal that you've tried to reach for the past five years. And writing down the things that held you back from getting to that goal last time is super important because guess what? It's probably going to come up again. And you're going to have to find a way to get around that if you truly want to reach that goal this year. Maybe this is the fifth year that you said, I'm going to, I keep using those 10 pounds because it's like the easiest one that comes mm-hmm. off my mind. But we can know. talk about my poor breakfast eating habits. Oh, let's do that. All right. Marty, 
being a health coach. <laughs> well, and me being a chiropractor. I know I should be eating breakfast, but I just, I want to wake up. My clothes are laid out. I'm ready to go to work. I don't have time for this. If anything, I'll make a coffee. Because that's much better. That's better. Yeah. But, um, so last year I was like, I'm going to start eating breakfast in the morning. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to do it. Breakfast in the morning is going to happen. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And you know what? For women, it really is. We can go on this on a whole nother be topic another of podcast. A, yeah, another topic <laughs> of conversation. But right now, my goal was to eat breakfast in the morning because I knew it was going to make me feel better with the amount I work out. For me, I have to eat breakfast. And waking up wasn't part of that. Like, I tried. I would try to set my alarm. I would do it one day out of the week. It didn't happen. March came along. Didn't happen. Tried it again in June because I was like, okay, who needs New Year's? Let's just start this again. Tried it again. Doesn't work. Until I started meal prepping. Oh, game changer. Game changer. Let's think about this. Like, okay, I'm just meal prepping my breakfast. You could do overnight oats. You can do, what did I do? Sweet potato, red pepper. You did hashes. You did like sausage and sweet potatoes. Hashes. There's a thousand things you can meal prep for breakfast that, guess what? I would literally. Chia pudding. Chia pudding. Wake up. Basically, a ready-to-go smoothie. Like, all I had to do was put it on the blender. Like, it already was ready to go totally. in my freezer. Mm-hmm. Just add milk and go. Takes 45 seconds. So, I would wake up. My clothes are already laid out. And then, now I can eat breakfast. It's a freaking miracle. <laughs> Seriously. But honestly, like, just thinking, okay, how can I achieve this goal with my lifestyle without having to make any huge changes? It was the smallest change. At night, I'm kind of a night owl. I would just prep it. Or prep it on Sunday and put everything into to-go containers and just go. And now my life's changed forever. Seriously, planning ahead might seem like a pain in the butt at the time. But even like meal prepping my dinners, I won't reach for something bad when I get home and I'm starving. That is so easy. Just preparing. Recap. We basically just talked about how to set your goals. The reason why... You want to set them and then making a plan on how you can change them. And that plan brings us to habits. Our habits. Our habits. Sounds so cliche. It's true because the way you get yourself to a goal is by habits. Prime example, the breakfast thing. Exactly. My habit was just waking up, go. Well, now I can still wake up and go, but I have a little little hump in there to go. There's ways around habits. You can adjust habits. You can take away habits, but you have to be aware of what your habits are and why your habits are forming. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Where did so, the habits start from? Yeah. Why you're doing them? What feeling you're getting when you're doing that habit? Yeah. It's like that habit loop. Yeah. You have the cue, the routine, and then the reward. It's as simple as, you know, we do a ton of habits that we don't even realize. If you walk into a dark room, you want to be able to see. So there's your cue. Your routine, you turn on the light, and guess what? Your reward, you can see. And so many of them are ingrained in us when we're little that we don't even notice we go through our day and our life is made up of habits. Your life is accumulation of your habits. You wake up in the morning, you immediately brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. Or you're driving to work. I feel like half the time I'm driving to work and I'm like, oh, I'm at work. Just like autopilot. Like you're I got lo- that today. I looked in front of me. There was a truck, and all of a sudden I realized what the truck was, and I was thinking, somebody asked me what kind of truck I drove behind my whole way to work. I couldn't have told them. <laughs> but that's crazy. Yeah. You're staring at it. 
your brain, when you have habits, your brain just goes into autopilot and you don't even think about them. So if you can correct those habits and kind of stop that routine and the reason why you're doing those things, you can really change so many things about your life. And it's a way quicker way to get to your goals if you start adjusting your habits to get there. For example, I used to be a coffee addict, but like sugary coffee. I was like, you're still a coffee addict. Oh, yeah. But, I but just, we socially just like to drink coffee <sighs> yes. now. But it, it wasn't even the coffee. It was the sugar. I wanted an iced caramel mocha every time I got off work. Iced caramel mocha. And I'd almost get off work. And I wanted something. It was almost like I wanted to celebrate that I finished my work day. So I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, you reward yourself with things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to just celebrate that, you know, it was my way of being like, I'm done with work. And now I have the rest of the day to myself. Yeah. So I'd go. I'd get a caramel mocha, which is full of sugar. And then I'd get that sugar rush and feel amazing. Until later when I crashed. And I would tell myself, I'm not going to do this again because it makes me feel like crap every time I do it. And guess what? Every single day I kept doing it because I did not realize that it was just a habit that I was doing. I didn't even remember driving to the coffee shop. I'd just be there. <laughs> Ice caramel mocha, please. And then I'd drink it and I'd feel bad about myself again and again. So finally, I realized, you know, I really need to break this habit because first of all, sugar affects me in a horrible way. I was feeling like depressed and anxiety I couldn't figure out what was happening. <laughs> I started getting off work and instead going for a run after work. Yes, there were days that I still went and got an ice caramel mocha. But it's almost like two steps forward, one step back, and you keep working on it. Just because you ruin it one day does not mean that you cannot pick it back up tomorrow. And going for a run from an ice caramel mocha is an extreme. That was extreme. Extreme. Yes. But I had to get my mind off. But there are ways that you guys or, and even us with yeah, the habits we're yeah. trying to change right now, can make that smaller. So, for example, instead of an iced caramel mocha, you could have done... I could have even done... A half, honey latte. Honey latte, or I could have done half of the sweetness. Yeah. You know, maybe made it an Americano with cream instead of a latte. Yeah. There's a lot of different changes I could have made. Made sure you drank a whole glass of water before you had your caramel mocha, and then you might have went from... I don't know what size you got, but I'm sure you got a large... Ah, hilarious. <laughs> but go from a large to a medium, and then a medium to a small, and then a small to two pumps of mocha instead of five. Exactly. Like, it can be very, very small. And I'm of kind it, of an extreme person. Yeah. Well, we and both are. <laughs> yeah. And that's sometimes why I fall off the wagon. Realistically, looking at your habits and making the small changes. For example, <laughs> our dads. Oh, my. They're the same. We've talked about this. This is probably why person. we get a, lo a lot They're of They're also stuff. the same height. They're tiny. They're so funny. They both love their chips after dinner. This is not chips. It's no. bag of chips. Bag of chips, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're one of those people who eat a bag of chips, and I mean, we all do it once in a while. Marty mm -hmm. and I do it. But portion size the bag of chips. Have one serving size, or maybe even two to start. If you're going from bag to one serving size, that's like, Very disappointing. That's extreme. Very disappointing. You know a serving size is eight chips, right? Yeah. Just counting that oh out. Oh my gosh. The smaller scale things. That's what you have to think about. So figure out what your habit is, what your goal is, and how you can combine them together to eventually make it happen. And that's where that process comes into play. So what's the first small step you're going to do? Do that for some time. What's the second small step that you're going to add that after that small time? And eventually you're creating a new habit 
rather than taking one out. Taking one out is such a negative thing. I know. It's like taking away food. Instead, just add more healthy food in and that starts to pull away yeah. that bad food. Slow mm-hmm. changes. Yep. Don't be extreme because extreme isn't sustainable. I cut out soy because I'm allergic to it. For a while, I was just battling back and forth with eating it, not eating it. I knew what was happening after I ate it. Okay, now I'm removing this type of hummus because it has soy in it, and I'm buying this type of hummus. And that type of hummus is better. It is better. Yeah, I know. It definitely is. But then you start label reading. Olive oil hummus. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. It is delicious. has rosemary in it. Hashtag hope hummus. Yes, hope hummus. (laughs) (laughs) Like our podcast. (laughs) But seriously, if you they sponsor us. If you guys need help making these small changes, they're a lot easier than you think if you're thinking outside the box. Because I'm like, oh, I can't have hummus. Like all these hummuses have soy in it. And it's like, no, there are other things. Literally yeah. other hummuses that you can eat. Trader Joe's hummus, also super great. But yeah, yeah just small positive changes. Mm-hmm. Those kind of things. It's not the end of the world. You guys have a hundred allergies. Guess what? I still love my life. It's great. It is not going to work if it's these huge goals. You need to make the small changes now so then in 20 years, the goals that you made today, you already achieved and have new goals. Because if you're just, otherwise it's just this time warp. Living on repeat. Repeat, 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 repeat. Or maybe you even do it for five years and then fall off the wagon and then you have to do it again. If you just made the small goal, then it would work better. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, extremes. Not the ticket to the goal. One small change at a time, then you will be a lot happier with yourself. That's when the goals will happen. That's when you don't even realize you're making habit changes. And it's super easy to look at somebody else and say, how'd they get there? It was probably really easy. No, they probably did the same exact thing. They took all those small steps to get there. Do you think they showed you all those small, hard steps that it took? No, they showed you the end result that they're proud of. So just remember that when you're looking on social media. Not to mention, stop worrying about other people. That is a huge thing. If you're going to make one goal, it really should be start focusing on yourself, focusing on your own life. Yeah. And everyone says that too, but if you're not focusing on your own life, then that goes back to the whole thing that we talked about in the beginning. You're not going to achieve any of the goals you're making because they're not for you. And you are what matters. I remember I used to post on Instagram when I was with like an ex-boyfriend way back when, and everybody would say, you look so happy. Of course I'm posting the picture where I look so happy, but guess what? Nobody knew what was happening behind the scenes. I was not happy, and nobody would have known that because I hide it well too. I will make the best out of any situation, but truly I was not happy. And when I look back at those photos, I'm like, how do people think I looked happy? Because I look different to myself, and mm-hmm. but I look at those photos and I know what I was going through. Yeah. You just have to remember that everybody's going through something and now we're getting off topic because (laughs) that's all, that should be a podcast. Yeah. Social media. So that brings us to basically creating your own happy life, I guess would be a good way to say that. When you're making your goals, create your own happy life. Not someone else's. Not someone else's. Mm -hmm. And figure out what is truly making you happy when you're making those goals. If you're making a goal... If that goal doesn't bring you joy, throw it out. Or yeah. bye if, you, bye. if you know you need that goal, if there's a goal that you know is going to benefit you for your health or for your relationship or for your life or for any reason, find the joy in that goal. Find the happiness in that goal. There, That's what we just talked about a few minutes ago is like, why do you need that goal? 
for you, not for anybody else. And write down the reason why. It's so satisfying looking back at goals and crossing them off knowing you did them. That's a real thing. Last year was the first year I wrote down goals because of my fear of failure. I wrote them down and I accomplished them all. You hit one, you have the next new goal. And that's what life's about. It's about striving for not the next best thing, but the next thing that's going to make you the best version of yourself. Like the next thing that's going to bring you joy. And I don't think you should ever get lost in the present necessarily just wanting more and more, but there is always more to strive for. And that's what makes life worth it and what makes it fun. Next, you know, like let's level up. And that's why we're talking about small goals. If you're making these small goals and making small habit changes, in theory, not always, in theory, maybe you'll accomplish your goal. Maybe you'll accomplish your goal by March. Maybe you'll accomplish it by April. And then it's time to add to it and change it because life never stops changing. So you shouldn't stop changing. Otherwise, you are just meh, meh, monotone. <laughs> then you're dead. <laughs> then you're dead. <laughs> you're meh, dead. <laughs> That's a little morbid, Rebecca. <laughs> Seriously. Sorry, guys. January 1st seems like the perfect time for a fresh start. It will always be the perfect time for a fresh start. But every time you wake up is a new opportunity to create change in your life. So that why is well not? said. Every day, every morning you wake up. It's a fresh start. Every morning people are like, it has to be January 1st. It has to be Monday. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Wake up. Today's the day I'm going to change. It can be December freaking 31st. Do it. Next year. New goal. December 31st. <laughs> no, but for real. Yeah. Make every day the best day ever. Yep. Today's That's what the we best do. day ever. Seriously is. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us today on the and Power Evolve podcast. If you love this episode and you know someone that it would impact, please, please, please share it. We would be forever grateful. Also, we would love to hear your honest thoughts and comments. So leave us a review, follow us on Instagram, or shoot us an email of topics you would love to hear, and it will help us conquer our mission to impact as many women as we can. Thanks again. Bye.